Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 548, and this is going to be part three of our little mini series here where we're talking about using pace, something that myself and my team has come up with to help you understand the four main pillars to building a brand that lasts. And once again, I've got my good friend back on with me to go through this, Mr. Chris Schaefer. How's it going, my friend? Great, brother. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic, and I'm getting excited, even more excited, about diving into the sea of pace because it's really a pretty awesome pillar because this is where we get to actually communicate and start talking and sharing with our audience or with our potential customers. And we get to start using what we were really working on in the P and the A, which P is for preparation and foundation is really like getting everything set and ready to go. And we also talk about things that we need to do there in order to do the cultivation, but then A for the attention, which we just covered in uh, episode 546, that was part two. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited because this part is, is exciting because you get to go through and actually start communicating and start really figuring out what your audience wants, what they are interested in, but then also how you can develop a little bit of a deeper relationship so they get to know, like, and trust you. And I think this is critical in building a business, especially a business that is going to be out there to compete with other businesses, but where you're going to have a little bit of an advantage over everyone, not even a little bit, a lot of an advantage. So let's be honest here. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do in this, you know, in this pillar. Where do you want to start, Chris? Well, I, I want to start at the beginning, Scott, but okay. I don't know where the beginning is. No, <laughs> uh, the, and, and we call this cultivation, right? Because you hear the, the joke in the marketing world that when we are creating a brand, we're creating a culture, right? <laughs> like we're, we're trying to get people to understand and, and think and interact with us in the same way so that we can create a community, right? That's really, really what this is all about. And I think Scott, so far, you know, from the conversations that we've had with business owners, people get the, the preparation, the foundation for the most part at this point, right? They understand 10 by 10 by one and finding a market and some of those kinds of things. And they even kind of understand what we've done in, in building our list. And we've had a lot of people come up to us and say, okay, well, I have all these emails now. What do I do with them? Yeah. And this, this, see this cultivation, this creating connection with your community, this is where that comes in. Right. You can have all the lists in the world, but if you're not doing this portion of it, they're essentially worthless. Yeah. Right. And you've heard me tell the story time and time again that I've walked into some businesses and it, it happened. And there's actually a listener of the show and a friend uh, in the marketing community that we were having coffee uh, locally. And she, she said, oh, you know, I have a list of a couple hundred thousand people and I'm not emailing. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I've had that same exact conversation in businesses, you know, large businesses, small businesses, medium sized businesses. So a lot of people are getting to this stage and then they just don't know what to do. And so the thing that I want people to understand is how important this is before we can move forward in any way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, again, kind of like describing this this process through pace. It's really like we're doing this as to build it's building blocks to me, right? It's like we can get the attention, but if we have the attention and we've built a list, that's great. But what do we do with it? Right? So these are all building blocks and a lot of businesses might have the first two really well, but then they don't do anything with them. Like you said, like what is a list of 200,000 worth if you're not emailing them? Right? Like exactly what, what, what good is it? But the problem is, well, a couple different problems that I hear and see a lot is, well, I don't want to bug them. I don't want to, I don't okay. want to over -email. I don't want them to unsubscribe. Yeah, I don't want them to unsubscribe. And I want to talk about that a little bit as we move forward here because it's actually a good thing if they do unsubscribe because those aren't your ideal customers or the people that you want to be communicating with. But really, to kind of break this down, we're going to be talking about how to write and connect in your market. That's really what we're doing here in the cultivation. Yes, we want to be able to communicate with them in a way that they are going to be getting value that they are going to be paying attention, but also where they're eventually going to buy, right? I mean, ultimately, yes, we need to fuel our business with money, right? That's what's going to, you know, allow us to continue to grow our business. But in the same breath, we can also, you know, build a relationship with them and then also help people in the process, which I think a lot of people miss. Like if your brand can legitimately help people, that's a good thing, right? I mean, it feels right. good, but it also, it's easier to sell. You don't even really have to sell that hard. So to me, you know, this is all about how to really write and connect 
in your market. And I say right because a lot of times we are emailing people or we are messaging them through Messenger or we're just communicating through our Facebook page, whatever. It's how to write and connect. Right. And that's why, uh, you know, I think it's important that you understand this. And we're going to go through four things. Okay. Four different components inside of the C in pace that's cultivation. And if you guys missed, let me kind of go back a little bit, Chris. If you guys missed episode one and two or even the overview episode, I'm going to link everything up in this episode's show notes. All right. So that'll be episode 548. So the amazing seller.com forward slash 548. And you're going to want to go back and listen to those, probably go back and make sure that you get all of the transcripts, the downloads, whatever we include there, because this is a mini course in a sense. We are actually taking you through the entire process. We start off by teaching you pace. Like, what is it? What does it mean? How is it applied? What are those four pillars? And then now what we're doing is we're breaking each one down. So part one was preparing the foundation. Two was getting attention in your market. And three now is cultivation and communicating and connecting with your market. So with that all being said, Chris, there's four things that we want to talk about. Where do you want to start? Well, let's, let's start with the, the connection and story, Scott. Okay. Yeah. And, and I, I think there, let's, let's take people back. Right in the P, the preparation and the foundation, we talk about discovering your story and your why and a couple of different whys, why you're building the business. But in this case, what is your story or what is your mission? Whatever it is, what is it that you're going to be connecting with people on? So just an example, if someone signs up for a contest, a giveaway, like we talk about, that's one great lead magnet that you can use to basically start to build your audience and your, you know, your list and, and a way for you to be able to connect with those people. Right? Well, immediately you should probably introduce yourself, right, Chris? Right. <laughs> right. So how maybe would you say hi? <laughs> how would that look? Maybe you can give people an example. How would that look? Let's say that we're going into the bass fishing market. Uh, we just gave away a bundle. They signed up for the contest. We do the the normal stuff, right? Hey, thanks so much for, uh, you know, signing up to the contest. You know, you can still get more entries by sharing all of that stuff. That's pretty much routine. But what else do we want to do there? So this way here, we're not just you know, a, a person that is emailing, but you don't know who I am. What, what would be something that we could do? So what we tend to do is, is two things. Um, one, the very next thing that we're going to do is send what we call a welcome to the family email, right? Uh, which is a true introduction. And you and I have done this a couple different ways. The last time we did it actually like as a hybrid inside of that, thanks for entering email. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can also send it as a separate email and really what that email would look like or sound like is just, Hey, this is Chris. I wanted to take a second and welcome you to the, you know, the bass fishing. I don't know. We need, we need like a brand name or something. <laughs> the awesome bass fishing community. Right. right? Uh, and then if you have a nickname for what you call it, you can include that, you know, and then you have to kind of set the stage. And we talked about this, Scott, back in, in the preparation foundation episode of what your approach is going to be, right? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be that like fumbling novice? Are you going to be the reporter? Are you going to be the expert? Or are you going to be some sort of a hybrid? And if you can tell your story in a sentence or two, that's all it has to be of why you're interested in the market and why they should listen to you. That would be kind of the, the sign off in that email. So it would be, um, you know, Hey, this is Chris from the awesome bass fishing community. I just wanted to take a, a second to say, welcome to the family, right? I haven't always loved bass fishing. Uh, I, in fact, I kind of hated it for a while because I always got my lures snagged on the bushes. And then I figured out a way to make it a, a little bit easier. And since then, I've become absolutely obsessed with everything related to bass fishing, right? I put uh, this awesome bass fishing community together to share everything that I've learned with you, right? So we're talking about both. That's kind of like the fumbling novice and yeah. reporter goal there, right? Um, just so you know, I'll be sending out some tips and tricks that I've learned over the next few weeks. So keep an eye out. Oh, and if you have any questions, just let me know, Chris. Yeah, perfect. You know, it's you, you did that really well on the fly, by the way. That was on the fly. <laughs> so at fly fishing, fly, get it? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's all you got to do, right? Like, it doesn't have to be this major, like, you have to spend, you know, two days writing a novel, right? That was what, four sentences, Scott? Maybe, you know, like <laughs> there, I mean, you could go a little deeper if you want to, but that's it. You could even maybe say, Hey, I recorded a video too, uh, you know, to welcome you or I, I shot a video and I, I want to, I wanted to say hi, like you can do that if you wanted to as well. And then link people over to a video. But even if you didn't want to do that, just say who you are, why you're interested in this market 
and why people should be ready to open up an email when you send one. Like that's all you're doing. You're setting the stage and you're also giving people some context to, to really your story and who you are. And then they're not going to be like, Oh, who's this, who's this email from? Like it's going to be Chris again. Right. And you're kind of training them for what's to come. And you know, a reason for you emailing them in the beginning is to say, Hey, thanks so much for entering the contest. But then, hey, while I got you, I got to, you know, I, I'd i like to introduce myself. You could do it right there or you could do it in a separate email. It doesn't matter, but you should do it. And that story doesn't have to be this major, like, you know, breaking news type story, right? It just needs to be who you are and why you're doing it. Right. Why Why are you going to send them stuff in the future, right? And I just jumped into ConvertKit, which is what we use to send these emails in the new brands. Got ConvertKit, Seva. I don't know when they're changing their name. It's going to happen at some point. Uh, <laughs> I know. Either one. <laughs> if, you search, if you search for either of those, you guys will be able to find it. Um, and we have a 68% open rate on that email rate. Right which now. is insane. Right. Right. Six unsubscribes out of tens of thousands of cents in that email. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yes, some people are going to unsubscribe from anything that you send, but 61% of people are opening and, and, in theory, reading that email. And that then sets the stage for anything else that we do because we're telling them who we are and what we are going to send them in the future. Right. And if they don't connect with that, then they're going to unsubscribe. And that's okay mm. because we want them to be on the same page as us. We also get a ton of replies to that email, by the way. Well, and that's okay. Let's let's talk about that really quickly because I think it's it's important to to note that that what I the way that I there's a couple different things it does here. Number one, when we send that email, and we're not going to get into like in this right here is like you know the tech side of things, right? Like what we're talking about is really building some type of automation where we can actually send out emails eventually, but I'm not going to get too deep into that. We talk about that in the list building and, and stuff like that. The amazing seller.com forward slash list or no build list. That is the link. Yeah, that's the link. Uh, so that's the one we'll link that up in the show notes as well. But what we're talking about here is what is the first part of that conversation? That's what that would be. But then what we can do is we can then add another, you know, piece of, of the story in another email Right. So we can kind of pre-do this stuff as we're leading people through the story. But like you said, we are, you know, we're, we're getting people used to hearing from us, but by us also sending them stuff and asking them to reply, it does two things. Number one, it gets people to reply, which is cool. And then we get to actually reply back as a human would. Right. So we're, we're actually wanting that. So this way here, we can start a dialogue and we can start to really connect with them. We also learn more about our market now. So now we get to go back into the attention pillar and say, how can I take what I learned in the cultivation and then apply it to my attention, right? In that pillar, because now I know a little bit more about the market because now I'm having a real conversation with this person, all right? The other thing it does is when we get into a little bit more of the tech stuff is it also helps our deliverability because people are actually opening and then they're they're sending an email back and then we are actually conversing. So now when I send an email in the future, there's a better chance of that being delivered to their inbox and not their promotion tab or their spam or their bulk folder, any of that stuff. Like it's going to be better for them or easier for them to get it because they're going to see it in their inbox versus it being sent somewhere else because they've actually touched an email and we've actually had a conversation back and forth. So there's and a lot of stuff going on. That's something I wanted to, to cover, Scott, and it's something that we cover in that amazing seller, the workshop over at the amazing seller.com forward slash build list. Um, and it's something that I hammer on in that, but really the thing that trips people up here, I think is that they think they have to be like a Best Buy or an Apple or like one of these big multinational conglomerate type brands to do this. Thing. Right. And that's actually the wrong approach. It what is. we found and what I've seen time and time again in any study on email or brand building is that the more one-on-one -on -one these feel, right? the better connection you create. So we don't have to like go to all these crazy efforts to create f super fancy emails and insane uh, Facebook messages and all these things. Like it doesn't even have to be pretty. We generally just use text <laughs> and it's like four or five sentences, right? Yeah, it's not, yeah. not that difficult. Maybe we'll throw in a picture of the bass that we caught this week. Right. Mm. But other than that, it's just text and links. And when you do that, even though you're sending this email to 28,000 people, right, it's personal to each and every one of them. And it feels that way. It doesn't feel markety. And we're not doing that to be slimy. We're doing that, quite honestly, because we're lazy and 
because it works better. <laughs> right? like, you know, I could sit down and design all these super fancy emails or I could write a couple sentences and send it. Mm. Right. And it, it works better for me. It works better for you. And it works better for the, the customer or the potential customer. Yeah. Here's one little tip for people too. Uh, sometimes when you're adding, you know, we're going to get into a little bit more techie stuff, but like if you get into like HTML emails versus text emails and a lot of the a lot of the autoresponders now they'll they'll convert it to both and then it will send it um, in the best format that will be delivered the best um, but also if you have images in there that could also hurt your opens because you're not going to be getting it delivered as much now some providers are better than others one little thing that I did I actually did this just the other day Chris and I did it in another little test market that we are playing around in right now. And I literally sent an email yesterday. I think it was yesterday or the day before, whatever it was. And it was to 2,676 people. So 2,676 people. Okay. And out of that email, okay, I received a 32.5% open rate. Okay. Actually, that's across the board. It was 31%. And then I just sent one this morning to the unopens, so 1,254 recipients. And um, already that is has increased it by 2%, all right? And that has just been sent out. So we'll probably get that too close to about a 38 to a 40% open rate. And this is after, you know, we've already done our contest, okay? So now here's the one thing that you can do. Here's a little tip for you. And this is what I did. If you have an Instagram page or if you have a Facebook page or a blog, you can mention that you posted a picture and they can see it by clicking over to see it. Right. So what I did was I had an, we have an Instagram page in this little test brand or this not even a brand yet. It's really just uh, just testing a market and building a list. And uh, and it's kind of for us to be able to play and test. And uh, all I did was I said, hey, you know, check out these, you know, cute pics that I just posted, you know, about, you know, these amazing, I don't know, uh, you know, alligators or something. Right. Like so basically I just linked them over there. And then they are able to now see it without me putting that in there. And I know this is a little off topic, but I want people to understand that there's different ways that we can communicate with them without having to just load up the email with all of the stuff, right? And also it's going to help with your click-through rate because now we're getting them interested. Like if you ever put in something about a picture or a pic, right? Most of the time people are just curious and they want to see what the pic is, right? So just put in there, you know, check out this awesome pick or this cute pick or this amazing pick, right? And then they're going to want to probably click on it and that will help increase that. So Chris, just a little side note and something that I just did, I wanted to share. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't, I actually didn't know you did that. So yeah. Yeah. Fun. I just did it. And I actually, I just sent the unopens like before we got on here to do this and, uh, it's already increased, uh, our opens by almost 2%. Um, so that's pretty cool. But, and again, when you do that stuff, like, again, we're getting a little techie. Um, you don't have to know all that right now. There are tools out there. We use ConvertKit or Seva, depending on when you listen to this. Seva is S-E-V-A, which is also known as in the past as ConvertKit. But it's basically an autoresponder. AWeber um, does the same thing. Uh, MailChimp, all of those. Um, get response. Get yeah, response. There's a bunch of them. There's a ton. And, and we've used most of them. And we just like ConvertKit because it's super simple to use. Super they do easy. things in a way that makes sense. And it's been fantastic for us. Yeah. They'll do all of the advanced nerdy stuff that we want to do, Scott. And also they make it easy enough that anybody can can figure it out from the beginning, which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. So, and the other cool thing is, too, a little side note here, Chris, is when I did send that email yesterday, um, it actually added about 150 new followers to our Instagram page. It's pretty sweet. Which is pretty, which is pretty cool. So anyway, um, just a little side note there, but that's the power of email. But you know, now what I'm doing though is I'm getting people interested in you know more things that I am providing, right? Like so now they're like, oh cool, I'm gonna open an email from that person, right? Because the last time I did, they you know gave me a tip or they shared a picture or whatever, right? So it's a way for me to communicate with them. And then they also get to know, get to know me a little deeper because they're seeing what I'm posting and they might even see pictures of me. They might even see pictures of, of the fish that I caught or the, the new gear that I have, right? So they're starting to understand who I am. And then from there, they get to choose if they want to keep following. And hopefully, you know, your, either your personality or your content or whatever, it will win them over. And then you'll be able to have that relationship. It's just like when you meet someone for the first time, whether you know, if you're going to kind of hit it off 
off or not. And if you're not, that's right. cool. That's fine. You know what? We won't go to dinner again or we won't go play golf again or whatever. Right. It's like we did it. We met each other. We played. Have a, have a good life. You know, whatever. It's like but you might have some people you're like, wow, we really hit it off. We got a lot in common. Let's let's hang out again. Right. It's the same idea. So that's really your connection and your story in that first part. So in the second part, Chris, and this kind of goes well with what we just talked about, a way that you can communicate with people and deliver value is by teaching and sharing. Now, I just talked about sharing some just pictures, right? They could have been, you know, like amazing pictures or cute pictures or whatever, right? Like I can I can share that stuff. That's one way, easy way. Or, or other people's stuff that I find. Now, the teaching side of things, what would teaching look like, Chris? Like, what if I'm not an expert, right? How would I teach if I am not an expert and I'm a well, bass that's, fisherman? That's why in that that P section, that preparation foundation section, we talked about like figuring out what your style is going to be, right? Because to teach something, you don't necessarily have to be an expert. You just have to be more knowledgeable than the people that you're trying to teach, mm. right? Like, if you think about a math teacher, a math teacher is not necessarily a math expert, right? They might not be able to do theoretical physics math, right? And a theoretical physicist might not be a good math teacher. But a math teacher at a high school knows more about geometry than the students do. And right. so they're able to teach it and demonstrate it, right? right? So even if we're not an expert, even if we're that fumbling novice, right? If we're at that very most basic level, we can still teach the things that we've learned already, right? So I can teach how to keep my lure out of the bushes. Right. Well, don't fish near bushes. That's the first one, right? Uh, or use my special lure. Or we can be the reporter and say, hey, I learned this really cool trick. Here it is. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's still teaching and providing value in the same exact way that you could if you were an expert, right? And that's, it's, that's why you have, Scott, teaching slash sharing here, right? Mm -hmm. Because Really what we're doing in, in either case is we're becoming the go-to resource for the information about the market, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it, it does. It's, uh, it's a process is the way I look at it, right? And that's why we're going through all of these different pillars, right? There's four different pillars. There's P, which is preparation, foundation. There's A, attention. There's C, cultivation. And then E is for expansion, right? Each one of these, we can go back and take what we learned or what we, you know, what we've done, and then we can go back and... And, and refine it or make it better or shape it differently, right? But with what you're saying, as far as like teaching, like just kind of, you know, share in, in a way that is teaching, right? So by you saying, I just learned this new thing, uh, you know, it's really working for me. You might want to try it. That's teaching, right? Right. It doesn't mean you have to be a teacher, right? Like it doesn't mean that you have to be like an expert. It just means that, you know, I just, you know, did this one thing. I did a little bit of research. I found out how to fix it. Here's how you do it. Boom. You just taught something, right? right? That's it. So think about that for yourself. Again, I'm going to give you guys some homework. I want you guys to get a pad of paper, get some ink, right? Get a pen and put it to paper. I want you to start writing like about these different areas, right? Like how does this stuff, how does this stuff relate to your brand or your business? How can you take part of your story and, and start, you know, telling people about it? Uh, how can you teach something in your market that is you figuring out something that they might have had to figure out or they had to spend an hour or two to find it, but you you just saved them, you know, 55 minutes because it only, you know, took them five minutes to read it, right? Like, so what are some things that you can do? Start making a list of what, like right off the top of your head, you might be all like, oh, there's like 10 things I know that I could share that I learned that people would probably find useful. The other thing is I think it, pe people get hung up on, uh, they think that, well, that person probably already knows it. So why would I share it? Right. Right. Like, why, why would I share that thing? That seems like so obvious. Right. And the truth is sometimes it's not most of the time. It's not sometimes. And you, I, go ahead. I'll, I'll give an example of that, Scott. So first, uh, one of the things that we do here just to kind of figure out what kind of content that we want to send or that we should be sending is we do send uh, what, what we've always called like a survey email, right? So do you have this or this? And it just gives us an idea of where people kind of are in, in their knowledge in the market. But the, the example that I would use here, Scott, is something that's like, well, it's too stupid to send, right? right? It's right. like definitions of stuff in the market because every market has lingo. Mm. Right. And one of our top performing emails in all of, in all of our campaigns in terms of click through rate is one where we simply send a PDF um, of all of the definitions of the lingo mm -hmm. that's used in the market, mm -hmm. right? So what is a fly? 
What is a lore? What, you know, what are all these things? And then all of the like random things. And I'm trying to think of some fishing lingo that might be weird. Uh, Fuzzy bobber or something, you know, like just weird, weird terms that are in the market. You'll be surprised at how many people will open and engage with that content. And we're teaching them something Mm -hmm. by providing them with that resource. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's like, you know, again, I think people get hung up because they think being an expert or teaching something, it has to be this thing that's like, you know, news, you know, newsworthy or it's breaking news, right? It's, it doesn't have to be just got to remember, you know, one thing that you learned will probably help. I mean, if you were with your buddy, you know, and you're like, Hey, have you ever tried this, this new lure, uh, you know, spinner, you know, or did you try this, this new, uh, this, this device that goes on your lure. So that way there, it doesn't get hung up in the weeds. Have you, have you tried one of them? And you're like, no, actually I haven't. And if they, if you did, you go, yeah, I have tried it and it worked pretty good. You're like, Oh cool. It's pretty cool. Isn't it? And you're like, yeah, like that's it. Right. But a lot of times it's like, no, I haven't tried that. I, I seen them, but I haven't tried them. Well, Now I can tell you how it worked because I did use it, right? So just think about your market. Think about what you could teach or what you could share, right? And sharing could be, like I said, cool pictures or, uh, you know, the bass that you and your son or your daughter, you know, caught over the weekend or whatever it is, right? There's always things that you can document that you can share. And those are the things that you're going to want to write and connect with your market with. Like that is your, to me, that is your asset that you can use in your marketing because really what you're doing here is you are marketing in a sense your marketing in a way is you are letting people know who you are but also to get to know like and trust you so that's part of your marketing right marketing isn't just selling right and i think a lot of people think marketing is just selling it's not marketing is really about going out there and building relationships so that way people trust your brand and that way there they buy from you in the future or you're the go-to person that's something, Scott, that a lot of people miss because people do conflate, right? They mm-hmm. confuse yeah, yeah. marketing and sales. And there's the reason that they're in most businesses that there's a marketing department and a sales department, yeah. right? The job of the marketing department is to make the sales department's job easier. It's everything up to the sale itself, right? Mm-hmm. Sales is the sale itself. <laughs> so how do we set the stage for that 97% of people who aren't ready to buy something right now? How do we set the stage so that when they need to buy something, or they're at that point that we can be the person that they buy from. How do we become that resource for when they need us? Mm. And that's what the marketing, that's everything that we're doing here to create and cultivate this community. That's why we're doing it. We're mm. doing it so that we're here when they need us. Right. Right. You're, you're the go-to, right? It's like, you're the go-to and the go-to person or even community will, will, uh, you know, that'll get spread, right? Like people will, will tell people about that just like they would if you were locally, right? Like I know us, we are in a small little community here and there's a little forum for just this. It's not even a fit. Well, there is a Facebook group, but there's also a forum. It's kind of crazy. There's actually two places, but basically if anything happens or if, if you have any, Anything that, you know, you want to share as far as a contractor or, uh, you know, dog sitters or whatever, right? That's that's done inside of there. And there's a trust level inside of there because you're there with, you know, people that are in your community. So that that actually moves us well into number three, which is community, right? Like, how do you build a strong community? And that community doesn't have to be 5,000 people. It could be 100 people, right? There's power in just having 100 people in a community uh, because you're still having people that can reach out to hundreds, if not thousands of other people, especially with social media now. So community to me is, well, it's a couple different things, but number one, it's where you feel as you're part of something, right? So it's like, if you are talking about fishing and you're at a party, there's only going to be maybe a couple of people there that probably are going to be into it as much as you, right? So you kind of feel like, you know, people are like, all right, well, i it's enough talk on the bass fishing thing. Like I've kind of had it. Right. (laughs) But if you're in a community where you're there to talk about that stuff, you can talk about that stuff all day, all night long. Right. And it's, it's cool. And you're going to probably get a lot of people that are going to be helping and sharing each other. You're not going to be annoying people at your party where there's two of you talking about it. And there's, you know, 10 other people that are like, um, is this a bass fishing party or like you guys are kind of nuts? Um, what's a fish? Yeah. What, what is a fish again? Um, so, you know what I mean? Like, so that's what we're talking about. So the cool thing about the community though, is we can really, uh, nurture that, but we can also make it so people feel as though, they can go there whenever they want 
they can add value, they can take value, and they can feel trusted in the products that they are going to buy or that are recommended, right? And you can start to develop language inside of there. And what we mean by that is like every market usually has their own lingo in a sense, right? So you might develop that lingo by listening to your, you know, your, uh, your email list connecting with you or replying to emails and you may start to pick up on their language or you may be paying attention to another community because you're uh, you're over there seeing what people are interested in or who the market is because you were in the you know p uh, you know or the a where you're you're going through these these different pillars to understand who your market is and where they're hanging out well now you're going to build your own community maybe right but you can have that language and when you do that it makes your bond even a little bit stronger and a little bit tighter because not everyone knows. Like if, if I'm talking about marketing, a lot of times there's other people like, what is he talking about? Like, it sounds foreign to me. Like I have no idea what a funnel is other than a funnel cake. Right? Like now I'm hungry. I know. Well, my wife just actually <laughs> bought some the other day. There was this, this little device and funnel cake thing. She's like, Oh, I've always wanted to get one of them. So kind of thought about the funnel cake thing. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, they're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, and a lot of people, landing page, squeeze page, like opt in, like what, what are you talking about? But if we're talking about that and it's part of our language, we're just talking, right? There's, there's no describe. You don't have to be like, stop for a minute. What are you talking about? What, what does that mean? Right? It's the same idea in your market. I'm sure there are different things that you talk about that only you guys will kind of understand unless you have been involved in that market, you know, inside that community. What else you want to add to community, Chris? I think, I think the thing that's interesting about the community is it, it kind of builds on that one-on-one relationship that they have with the brand itself, right? Because it's mm-hmm. a place where the brand is providing them with uh, the ability to talk about it with other people, right? Whereas like the email or the messenger stuff is really personal. This is a, a place for them to associate in groups mm-hmm. with with you, right? And by in groups, I literally mean like multiple people at once, right? Sure. It takes you out of that one-on-one environment, but it does also still contribute to the overall uh, connection inside of that brand. The other thing that having the community side of this really does is it creates discussion. Yeah. It creates, uh, conflict, which can be very good, mm-hmm. right? Hey, why did you do that this way? Why did you do that this way? And then you, as the person who is the, you know, the face of the brand, the, the expert, the fumbling novice, whatever can report that discussion back to the rest of the community that, that might not have seen it in your next email or your next Facebook message, right? Hey, we had a really interesting conversation and you know, the consensus inside of the community is X, Y, or Z, right? That, that fishing for bass at night is actually the best way to do it. Make sure you go try that the next time. I've never done it before, but you know, 200 people in our Facebook group this week said that that's how they do it. Um, the other side of community is it makes it a lot easier to launch products, mm-hmm. right? A lot because easier. we don't have to just reply or rely on somebody hitting reply on an email or writing us back on a Facebook message. We can say, Hey, do you guys like black or red better for this lore? Mm. And you will not only get, you know, 100 people that say black or red, but you also get some people that say, ooh, uh, did you know that bass can actually see color and that red is a signal of danger for them? So maybe don't make it red, right? Not something I might not have, you know, I don't know if that's true or not. I highly doubt it. Uh, But (laughs) it's just one of those things where you may not have thought of something and your community is able to do that. You're not necessarily going to get that same type of an interaction through email or Facebook Messenger or the one-on-one methods of communication. So mm. I wanted to throw that out there as well. Yeah, and okay, so I want to talk a little bit about like how someone would even create their own like community, right? Like a lot of people think it's got to be this massive like task to do, and it doesn't, and especially now with Facebook groups, uh, you know, or even just Facebook pages. Um, the group is where you would want to create a place where people can talk to each other, um, where people can share things like that would be a Facebook group. Um, and, uh, and in doing that, I mean, it's literally just creating it and then directing people there, right? The cool thing about having your own email list is you can tell people in one of those emails, Hey, my name is, you know, like Chris, my name is Chris. And this is my, you know, this is why I decided to get into bass fishing. And this is why I've been frustrated. And, and I was, you know, I'm determined to make it, you know, a better experience. And, you know, uh, I've actually created a community where I'm sharing things, but I'm also having you guys chime in and tell me, you know, what's working for you and what's not working for you. So if you'd like to be a part of that, click here and join, right? So that's a way to get them over there and they can start having conversations every day, right? Over there. And then you can link people back over there once a week and say, Hey, this past week we had like, you know, five people share these amazing tips 
one was this, two was this, three was this, four was this, and five was this. Go check them out, right? And then and, and let us know what yours is. And then again, that's a way for you to use the email list to get people to go over there and start connecting with it. And I'm not selling anything at that point, right? All I'm selling is you to go over there and click on a link or click on a link to go over there to start adding to the community or start watching or sharing or, uh, you know, chiming in, right, is really what we're doing there. We're not selling anything. So a lot of times I look at selling as not necessarily just selling the product where they're going to pay you cash. What I'm really selling is I'm selling myself or the brand or the mission or the story, right, or opening the email and then the click. Like that's selling in a sense, right? We're selling the idea or we're selling the thing to do not necessarily selling. We will get into selling and that's going to be the, the, the fourth thing that I want to talk about. But really when you are building this community, so if you're again thinking about how can you do this, just start a little Facebook group. It's free, you know, and just start publishing content or start asking questions and then start directing people there. Again, if you went through the A, the attention pillar and you've built a list and you're sitting there with 2,000 people, 5,000 people and you're like, all right, the contest is over. I sent them, uh, I sent them an email and I let them know who the winner was and I gave them a promotion for 25% off to buy one of my things. Now what? This is what? This is exactly what you should be doing. Figuring out what is going to be the next three to five emails and then list them out, right? List them out. What are they going to be? We already told you the first one should be your, you know, your story and, and how you can connect with them and they, they can determine if you guys have stuff in common, right? Another one would be teaching something and sharing, right? And then another one might be the community element. Hey, I started a Facebook group. I'd love you to be part of it and share some of your stuff with us. And we're going to be sharing stuff over there too. If you want to come over and join us, head on over, right? And, and that's it. And then we can move into four, which is going to be, how do we actually sell now? How do we get them to buy something, right? So, and that one's usually a dirty word, right? Selling. Oh, I don't want to sell anything. I don't want to send too many emails. I don't want them to get mad at me. What do we do there, Chris? What, send what, the emails. What, what, what are we going to do? At, at this point, we've done those other things. Like, when do we start mentioning, like, buying something? I mean, I think we've already kind of done that. If we've done a contest as a lead magnet, we've kind of already done that because we, we said, hey, sorry you didn't win, right? But uh, we'd love to still give you, you know, uh, a special deal because we want you to still be a winner right? So 25% off for the next three days. Um, and if you guys missed that, again, that's the build list workshop, the amazing forward slash build list. Check that out and you, that'll make more sense to you. But what would you say at this point? Like, how can we start sprinkling, sprinkling in some offers? So the, the answer here, and it sounds kind of like a cop out is when does it make sense? Right. When, when does it come up? So if, if I'm sharing a piece of content, the, the like easy way, and this is what we tend to use, Scott, which is a much softer approach, uh, is okay. If I'm sharing a tip about how to not get your lore snagged in the bushes. And the reason that we developed the lore that we were selling on Amazon was because it cuts through the bushes. Then I'm going to mention that in the email, <laughs> right? right? I'm going to say, Hey, uh, you know, I got a bunch of questions about why, you know, why I fish with a certain lore or whatever. Here's what I've found so that it doesn't get caught in the bushes. And oh, by the way, right, the reason that I developed the lore that I personally use and that we sell is because it avoids this exact problem. If you want to go get it here, if not, that's fine too, mm -hmm. right? That's that's what we do. So we would share it in the content of the email and then we would just say, hey, P.S., by the way, you know, people ask me all the time why I developed this. This is exactly why we created this lore for you. Yeah. And if you want to go get it. And you know what's kind of surprising is every time you do that, it makes some sales, yeah. right? Because people go, oh, okay. So not only do I not fish around bushes or not only do I, you know, fish where there's daylight so that I see the bushes. But uh, if I do this, even if I ignore all of the other advice, it'll help me cut through the bushes and I can still fish. Um, and if people have that need, they will find it naturally. And then there's the other side of that, which is, you know, a much more specific sales push. And that that is going to be a little bit more aggressive. But people tend to get weirded out by this for some reason. And it doesn't necessarily have to be that scary either. Right. So I, I'm trying to find an example out of the ones that we've sent. Um, but really it, it doesn't have to be that difficult. We're just going to focus the entire content of the email around that thing. Well, I, right? I think, I think also it comes down to how much value have you given them before you're really starting to go, 
you know, a little bit harder with your sales message. And that sales message would be maybe for a three or a, a four day, you know, window, right? It's going to be, uh, you know, hey, just want to let you know we're having a flash sale uh, because you guys are awesome and we want to take care of the bass fishing community. You guys are cool. Uh, that's why we're going to do it. You know, make it better than that. But you get what I'm saying. And you're just letting them know something's coming. And then boom, the next day it goes live. You got a flash sale going on. And then you're going to remind them when it's, you know, halfway through because you want to say, hey, just want to let you know, you know, it's going to be coming to an end. But just want to make sure you had an opportunity to get this. If you're interested, go check it out. And you might even want to sprinkle in there. And P.S., uh, you know, I, I filmed myself, uh, you know, uh, you know, using a, an, another lure if you want to go check it out. You might even want to sprinkle in a piece of content there. You know, you don't have to, but you could. And then the last day would just be, I'd like to send two emails, one reminding them that it's going to be ending that night. And then a final one that says, hey, you know, the, the code's going to be expiring or the, the flash sale is going to be expiring. And right. that's it. Make sure you don't miss it. And yep. then... The next email after that's going to be a piece of content. You're going to teach them something. You're going to share something. You're going to share something from the community, whatever. That's all you're doing, right? You're just, at that point, you've earned the right to do that. And they're okay with it because you've provided value and you're a likable person and your brand is, is on point. Like everything is kind of aligned. That's why we're doing these things. And we're, we're, we're connecting with them at a different level than just being like, we just sell products, period. No, right. that's not what we're saying. So selling doesn't have to be scary or a dirty word. It can be very good uh, for your business. Number one, you make more money, but also they understand now and you're training them that you do have stuff for sale, right? You don't want to just be the one that never sells because then they're like, well, wait a minute. Whoa, this came out of left field. I didn't know this person selling stuff, right? <laughs> so you don't want to, you don't want to not tell them. You don't want to like hide it, right? Um, another way to do that in that email, Chris, and we've done this is, um, you know, you just send them to a piece of content that is on your blog or on your Facebook page. Uh, the cool thing about, about your Facebook page as well is you can, you know, link to a video that you put up or a post or whatever. And then your, if you have your product listed on your Facebook page store, you can attach that, that, uh, product thumbnail to that post. And then that will follow that around which is pretty cool. Cause then you're not even really selling. They're just like, Oh, this person's showing me, you know, this lure and it just happens to be down below that I can go check it out. I can go buy it. Right. So, well, so that's exactly, it's funny that you bring that up. Cause that's the exact example that I pulled up and we wrote this, uh, we wrote this example. I think it was for the live workshop that we did in Phoenix. Okay. Um, and, and that it's almost exactly what you just said. Uh, it says, Hey, I just wanted to quickly jump in and let you know about a really cool trick that I found this weekend. Did you know that a hook, a line and a floater, not that kind of floater is all you need to spot where the biggest fish are in any given body of water. Check it out here. So we're linking over to a video. I'm going to be honest. I never realized that spotting a turtle's head floating above the water was such a good omen for the spot that I'm fishing in. I tried it this weekend and it got me the biggest bass of my life. This stuff really works. Chris PS. If you want one of the cool realomatics, like the one Bo is using in the video, head over here and use the promo code realm 50 to get 50% off before Sunday. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Simple. That was absolutely simple, but exactly what we're talking about. Like, I mean, it's, it doesn't have to be complicated and, uh, it, it it's to me, it's your curiosity too, right? Like I want to see what you used, right? Cause I'm into bass fishing, right? I'm not, but if I was, you know, and I, I may though, you know, a little side note here, Chris, a little time out. I'm going to call here. I need my buddy Kevin to blow the whistle. Um, I'm actually, I, I live on a pond. You, you've seen the pond that I yeah. live on. It almost looks like a little miniature lake. Um, it actually does connect over, but um, a lot of guys will drop their boats in here. They have a little John boat and it's just a two seater. And, um, and they just, they, they troll around the edge and there's a lot of largemouth bass in there. So I may become a bass fisherman. So if anybody is listening that is into bass fishing and is maybe willing to teach about this or already is, give me your, give me your stuff. I might want to I might want to follow you and maybe buy some of your stuff because I might be getting into that market just to fish, actually. actually as a consumer. As a consumer, yeah. Um, so uh, I've been looking at John boats. It's kind of funny. I was lo looking at them and uh, I was looking at different accessories and I'm not thinking about going into that market. Um, but uh, I'm thinking about being a customer in that market. So anyway, it's kind of funny that it just kind of came full circle as we kind of tied that all together. Um, all right. So what else do we want to talk about before we wrap up here? Do we just want to do a little recap? Because I think we covered a ton and I don't want people to be left like scattered. I want people to walk away and understand like how to go through this process. But I want you to understand first, before we do get into that, the cultivation, all right, is really about how to write and connect in your market and how to get those people 
to know, like, and trust you. If you think about it like that, right? Like we, and, and I say how to write, it's really how to, how to connect, right? It's like how to connect in your market. You can do it through write, writing. You can do it through video. I think you should do it through a little bit of everything because it gives diff- different people ways to consume you or your content, it, you know, in different modalities. It could be audio, could be video, could be, uh, you know, written word, whatever it is. I think you should mix that up. But I just want you guys to understand what you're doing here is you're really, you're nurturing it. You're taking, you're, you know, you're taking that relationship to the next level. You're building that relationship. And I want you to think about it as if you were meeting someone for the first time and you're just kind of conversing back and forth and you have stuff in common and now you're just sharing kind of back and forth or you're sharing with them because you are just this, this you know, person that's just dedicated to this market and you're just obsessed with the market and, um, and then just share away, you know, like, and just build that relationship. Um, and we do talk about that in the attention pillar about really like who your market is. And I think it's important that you do go through that because that will make this even easier because when you're connecting now, you know who you're connecting with. Right. So Chris, do you want to do a quick little recap and then we can wrap up? Yeah, I think before before we do that really fast, I just want to kind of reiterate something that we said earlier. People tend to overcomplicate this and they make this like a, a very complex, like mystical thing. Mm. Really, what we need to do to start to get this pillar in place for our business is to treat our customers and our potential customers like they were a friend sitting across the table from us discussing our market mm. or talking about our market. How would we help them? How would we talk to them? Right. That's what we're going to do. We're just going to do it online uh, to 28,000 people or 280,000 people or 2,800 people, right? However many people we have on that list, we're going to treat them all as individuals and we're going to give them what they need to be successful. And in doing that, we then set the stage for sales, right? So really Scott, in this pillar, we have four big things. We have the connection in the story, which goes back to that preparation foundation. Why are we in the market? Mm -hmm. Right. And we need to share that with our community. That is the thing that we will all develop a bond around. Is it that uh, I found this, that if I put butter in tea, it made me not hungry and then I lost a bunch of weight? Is it that I hated fishing and now I love fishing because I found this one cool trick and now I'm obsessed? Whatever that connection, whatever that story is, that's the thing that will start to unite your community around you, Mm. okay? Number two is then teaching and sharing. So what information does the community need? What are some things, some resources, some tangible assets maybe that I can start to give them or even point them to. I don't have to create them. If they already exist, I can just point them there, right? To give them additional value and start to ingratiate. Did you like that word? I love that. Uh, word. (laughs) Start to make them, uh, like us realistically is, is what that breaks down to, right? How do we give them value so that they connect back to our brand and associate us with giving value in that market? And then we're going to create a community so that we can spread that same feeling of ingratiation and value out And then the last thing is we're going to sell, right? We're going to sell inside of that community. We're going to sell inside of those things, but we're going to do it in a way that actually adds value, right? We're not just going to beat them over the head with 28% off, 29% off, 300%, right? Any of those kinds of things, 300% off would actually be a really great sale. Uh, We pay you to take percent. Uh, (laughs) That would be amazing. We're going to set that stage and then we're going to sell in a way that continues to add value. And when we do that, when we mention products, that makes sense with what we're talking about. When we point people in the right direction, whether it's to our product or to someone else's because that's a better fit for their specific situation, we're gonna create that flywheel effect, Scott, that you love to talk about so much. And we're gonna continue to build that community. We're gonna continue to build our business and we're gonna continue to build our own sales. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I mean, it... You know, the more that we go through it ourselves too, and I know when when we sat down, you know, you, myself, Joel, Angel, our whole team, like when we sat down and we're kind of brainstorming, like, what does it look like? How can we break this down so it all makes sense? How can we like plug these different building blocks and these different pillars into a business or even analyze a business and overlay this? And uh, and th- this is it, man. I mean, as we go through this, it makes even more sense, uh, you know, and I, and I think if you have missed, um, you know, the P and the A of pace. Um, you're going to want to go back and listen to those and you're going to want to get the pad of paper as I talk about in the pen. And I want you to just go through this process, go through this as like a training that you paid for. Like I know a lot of times people don't take a lot of value or put a lot of value into like something that they receive for free. We're giving you guys this because we want you guys to succeed. And yes, eventually if you want to come back and buy one of our trainings, 
that would be awesome. If you want to join our inner circle, our high level, obviously it's by approval. If you wanted to join that, we'd love to work with you, right? Like, yes, we would love that. But we know that if we can get more people like you to really follow this method or this methodology of pace, right? We know that there's a good chance that you'll be able to take your business to the next level. And we would love to be a part of that. So take this serious. Don't treat this as a free resource necessarily. I want you to pretend that you paid for it because then I believe you'll do something with it. So go back to the beginning, okay? Even at the overview level, all right, where we actually broke everything down as far as what is involved in these four pillars and we kind of give an overview of everything. That's the pace, the pace method and that's the four pillars that successful brands are using and that we've seen used over and over again and really to help you build businesses that will last, not just today, but tomorrow, all right? So go through that, um, part one, part two, this is part three. We're gonna be doing part four in the next episode, and that's gonna be expansion to grow and scale your business, all right? And then once you have all of these pillars in place, or at least you understand where you need to put your energy, that is where you will focus and that is where you'll be you'll be working on your business. And and then once you get through all four, you can go back and you can look at each one again and see where you can then either refine or you can take something that you you worked on or you learned because now you have a community that you didn't have before. All of this stuff will work really really well together. So definitely check out the show notes to this episode and that one is theamazingseller.com forward slash 548 and I will link up the other uh, parts of this series inside of that uh, of that post and then any other resources we have there for you as well. But I want you guys to put pen to paper. I want you to go through these as exercises and really flush out everything that comes top to mind. And then also, you know, after you've done some research, start writing it down, start documenting. You might even want to buy a notebook, like a dollar notebook and write on the front of it, pace, right? And just... Put it in there, list everything out, and that will be your, your business plan, but also it'll give you the structure that and, and the pillars to follow to build your brand. So Chris, anything else you want to wrap up with before we do officially sign off? No, let's do it. All right, let's do this, guys. You guys know I have to always end like this because I really do believe in this and I believe in you. But guys, remember, as always, I'm here for you, I believe in you, and I'm rooting for you. But you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Chris is going to say it with me on the count of three. One, two, three. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, guys. And I'll see you right back here on the next episode.